you are hearing this, you are receiving a signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary. And add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. I'm a nerd Hello, Silicon Valley Comic Con. What a lovely audience. It is. We'd like to take you home with us. We'd like to take you home. And as long as I... We haven't got shelf space. As long as I recite it. Yeah, not after after going through the dealer's room at a convention. There is no shelf space. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. We have a special treat today at the Silicon Valley Comic Con in that the oft-mentioned, but rarely on the podcast... It's me, Kid Macaw, or just Luke. Yes, uh, and to my to my right, to audience left, is podcast producer extraordinaire Rick Brett you, Snyder. You do know your last name. All right, good. <laughs> All right, and we are podcasting on uh, Sunday, April twenty third, almost the tail end of the successful Silicon Valley Comic Con, which is also Shakespeare Day. As Did y'all have a good Comic Con. Yeah. Anybody having money left? Oh, someone does. Uh, th- that's amazing. Uh, so because it is Shakespeare Day, I- I'm going to spring this on Rick now. Okay. Everything we say must be an iambic pentameter. But what do you no. <laughs> I mean by that? That be most slow and sad and don't make me cry. Do, I was trying to do Shakespeare. <laughs> don't you make fun? No. No. I, I would not uh, make fun of the shot. No, you are making fun of William Chatter, no. no. All right. Anyway, uh, so we've got some comics news, some movie news, some TV news. Uh, uh, we did have a guest lined up, and then the stars did not quite align. Uh, and then what we discovered Puns. is that they were all in a row. That, uh, that Somebody artists, pushed the first one. That we realized many oh, artists God. said, yeah, that'd be really fun, but we have a table. And we can't sell things if we're here on your podcast. So we went, yeah, okay. So uh, there are promises, many promises of podcast guests in the future. But today we're just going to be running down, but we're well, not running down. I running feel up. bad. Running up the uh, Silicon Valley Comic Con experience, how fun that has been. It's been great this it's weekend. It's so much better than last year. I stayed all three days. Well, tell me about that because Luke and I came in yesterday afternoon. We did not uh, get here on Friday. Well, last year it was it was a mess. It was a mess getting in and a mess getting out because nobody knew how to use the badge check in, and the the idea that you had to check in and then you had to check out was foreign to most people. So there were a lot of people saying, "No, no, no, don't come back. You have to check out. Or you'll explode, or you know, whatever." No reason given. There were explosives, and so it was slow getting in and out, and. I don't know. The, they well, they certainly didn't have line management down, and they do have it down this time. Basically, because they opened up other facilities and put the lines no, over there. No, it feels terrific. I, and yeah. you attended one of the things over at the San Jose Civic we did. Auditorium. We, we went to the William Shatner hosted Next Generation panel with uh, Brent and uh, <laughs> like you know him. Yeah, <laughs> I bought one of his action figures out of the back of his truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Gates. And Jonathan. <laughs> oh. And and, and you Denise. said like Jonathan's still dreamy then the way you Jonathan, said that. Jonathan. And Jonathan. Jonathan. Uh, <laughs> Marina. And Marina and yeah. the Klingon guy. 
<laughs> the Klingon guy. Fantastic. So, yeah, they really have expanded out. And somebody was asking. The, the, a couple of guys came down here earlier to, to be in the audience, and then I haven't seen them come back. But They'll uh, be back. But they, I hope they will be. And I was saying that that's one of the things is this year feels like they really synced up with the community the way that, uh, you know, like Comic-Con in San Diego does. Yes. And this has reached out more. And I There's think more definitely the a better coordination with the city, as, as is uh, obvious, because they've taken over the Cesar Chavez Park. They've got the food trucks over there. They've got additional stuff for people who didn't buy tickets for Comic-Con. They can still get some of the Comic-Con experience. Which is fantastic. Which is something that San Diego Comic-Con has been doing more of, too. And so to have I them not I think it was more have, forced upon them. But well, this was, yeah. you know, this was It's kind of like... <laughs> people started doing it, and then they brought in went, home, okay. They brought in homeless <laughs> all by themselves. No, no. <laughs> They no, did, don't did. run it down. Okay. Which just means that next year is going to be better. They did announce today, so I think it's April 6th through 8th. So if you are listening to this podcast later than April 23rd, next year, join us in 2018. <laughs> I still am having a difficult time adjusting to that year as something we say. Uh, because when do we get to 2020? Be- <laughs> well, let's hope we do. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, April 6th through 8th next year, come back to the Silicon Valley uh, Comic Con. And I do want to talk about in our comics news that there have been other conventions going on this weekend and other news coming oh, out tell. of it. Pray tell. There were actually major announcements uh, this week for those who are into comics about the next big ways that DC and Marvel are going to try to take our money. They, they're going to use guns. No, they are not. No. Catch us in alleys at night. No. Uh, DC has started at, at C2E2 at the Diamond uh, Retail Summit. They, they have announced that they're going to do something called the DC Master Class, which is teaming top writers and, uh, and artists together to create a new crossover event called Dark Matter. Okay. And Dark Matter is going to be Batman-centric because one thing DC knows for sure is that the one thing they have like Marvel can slap Deadpool on anything and sell it right now. True. Uh, DC can slap Batman on anything and sell it. And it's we true. talked about we you don't slap r- Batman very often. You don't. No, I think Catwoman does from time to time. Yeah. Uh, but uh, that uh, they, they it's it's uh, being called the Forge. We talked about this actually. Dark Knight without the K. D A R K N I G H T. Dark Knight. Right. Uh, the Forge. Uh, right, and we, Scott Snyder had talked about. It, so now they know what it is. It's dark matter. It's an initiative to create new characters with top artists and, and writers together. It's kind of it is kind of interesting because after Marvel had infamously said a few weeks ago, artists don't move the needle, artists don't sell books. So DC said, well, let's see what happens when we put our top artists on these to create new characters, because new characters don't sell very famously right now, and they're trying to do a new initiative. Including, but they're also doing what has been done time immemorial. But you know, when that happens, that's when the real collector's items come out. When nobody's buying these new books, and then one of them hits, like at at issue five, and nobody bought issues. Well, oh, as we've said, yeah. if uh, if we had been smart enough to buy, if I had been smart enough, I think you may have been to buy the Walking Dead number one. I could probably. Have I missed s- out on that. You know who bought that? Nate, Nate Costa. Costa. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that, uh, that's true. Uh, he's going to pay for Mary Jane's uh, college. college with uh, Walking Dead number one. You think and he's got it signed by now? I think he does he have that does. signed. Uh, and, and it says, please st- get stop, away from stop us. Stop following Please stop following bother me, Robert Kirkman. Um, so, and to answer the Dark Matter initiative, then Marvel announced uh, yesterday that they're doing Marvel Legacy. 
They had previously announced a thing called Generations, which scared people because uh, what I think uh, young Kid Macaw here likes most at Marvel right now are characters like Ms. Marvel, uh, the new Spider-Man, Mar- Miles Morales. Like the teenage ones that are actually like yeah. almost my age. Right, and that they're built off of legacies of characters. Right, uh, so right, Iron right. Heart instead of Iron Man, and you got Wolverine, which is X twenty three. Right, Laura, um, and they're going to return uh, the classic versions. And you've got Thor being actually Jane Foster carrying the hammer. Right, and that, um, so they're going to do. They released this Alex Ross painting and that showed all the different versions there have been. Every Captain Marvel there has been. Every person that's been Thor, including I think who Luke feels most strongly is missing from Thor Ragnarok, because you just told me this yesterday, Beta Ray Bill. Oh, yeah. Yes. Beta the, Ray Bill is Bay. Yes. The, uh, is this the first time on the podcast we've used this from slang term, Bay? Okay. I think so. I think so. I, <laughs> so, I, but I, I know I've never if, done if, if not, it's the first time it's been used by someone who has a right to say it. So uh, it's age appropriate. Uh, so anyway... Uh, Has nobody ever, nobody's really talked about the fact that there actually was a Thor character named Ragnarok. Remember the the android clone of Thor during no, Civil War? No, I do not. They called him Ragnarok. Oh, I thought he was Clor. No. Clone that was Thor. What, that was what everybody talked oh, about. Oh, I didn't know they he was They actually called, called him Ragnarok. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, he's coming, Thor is coming back to be Thor, and that's what they're going to call his his legacy. They're going to basically create a whole new line of everybody that should be. Bruce Banner will be coming back from the dead. Um, they are... Uh, you on a weekend off, just die. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was okay. He, he got better. It was, he spent a year dead for tax purposes. Yes. Wasn't that yes. Zaphod Beeblebrox? Was that yes. who did it? Yes. Um, anyway, and the thing is they're going to return to the classic numbering. So that basically they're going to count up where they should be. Where they should be. Venom, wow. Venom number one hundred and fifty. Have they? Sk- I can't believe there've been one hundred and fifty issues of different. Oh, I can't. Can. Of Venom. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can. I oh, just yeah. don't want to. Um, so one fifty. They had previously announced that, and that will be it'll be one fifty one. 152 going forward to going back. Will they give us that. a guide to where all the other previous ones fit into that? I <laughs> really hope that for those of you who are u- reading comics through Marvel Comics Unlimited, their digital app, that I really, really hope that they do a better job of organizing. They need a playlist. They do. They you know? do. You know, it, it's, it's, it's sometimes hard finding the ones you want. Um, so, anyway, uh, beyond that, they're also returning Marvel value stamps. Remember in the books in the 70s, you would, and it's very hard to find mint condition copies of Marvel Comics because people clipped the stamps out. Right. That were on the letters page and right. the news page. Right. And, and like, they could send them in. And get what? I, did, I never did it. I was I, always mad when I went to a garage sale and picked up a see, comic. even at the, that age, I said, this up. is ruining the comic and I wouldn't do it. <laughs> there was something wrong with us. But yes, uh, it's true. No, absolutely. You've ruined it. Uh, and they're returning um, the fan magazine, Foom. Friends O Friends O Ol Marvel. Yes. O apostrophe Ol apostrophe Marvel. Yes. So Foom is coming back and that's gonna start happening. So is that in, just gonna be July. a fan fan a publication? Fan mag- well no, I mean published by Marvel. But right. Yes. You're gonna talk about fan and the yeah, fan the, yeah, and then activities and such. Which is a lot more fun to say Foom than Marvel Age, so yeah. which has been their last kind of Marvel Age sounds more like all the Marvel readers are old. We are. Uh, <laughs> Luke is balancing it out right now. Thank I, heavens you're I'm bringing down the average. Old. No, you're not. I was saying, you're bringing down the mean. 
uh, which is good, and that's what Marvel wants to be able You're to say. You're here for statistical purposes. <laughs> I'm yeah. the outlier. Yeah. You are. Right. <laughs> oh, we just got schooled. All you're, right. You're, you're, you're in the standard deviation, though. I still go to school, so. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so there's that. And now what this means, and I've just talked about those two things coming out. Uh, normally in the podcast when we talk about comics, we play this game called Game. I keep I keep wanting it to be. It's not a game. Everybody wins. Everybody wins because we get to talk about the comics we love, which is what's in the bag. And usually Rick and I go through our bags. We've gone to the comic shop and pulled out three titles that we normally uh, that we like this we week. We typically and want to recommend. review comics that we haven't read. But we did a podcast Wednesday night at Seven Stars Bar and Grill, which uh, for the few people, let me hold up our VIP passes. Well, we all have them, yes. Uh, I don't know what the VIP pass gets that we don't already get from Paul Cunha, but the best linguisa corn dogs never, in the world. I'm never taking this off because I don't know when it kicks in. No, I don't either. But anyway, we did a podcast Wednesday night, which, of course, Wednesday is New Comic Day. We already talked about the books that were in our bag. We did. But Luke... Uh, is the one of us that actually reads the comics the most because there's too many for us to catch up on. But you Luke, didn't really introduce Luke properly because Luke is a co-star, a guest star, a popular motivating force in both Fanboy Planet and, and in the, the, the web, web series, series Donovan and Sims. Yes, yeah. I didn't know if you were going to do the voice on that. Yeah, he's just the the secret villain of the whole thing, Agent One Ten. If you look on you look search on YouTube for Donovan and Sims. And it's uh, they're into their second season now. You were introduced at the end of the first season, right? It's kind uh, of the middle. It was a middle. I was I, I went to the park with Sims, and we rolled down a hill a couple times. That's true. That's, true. that's pretty much. Didn't, the scene. didn't they have that thing behind your ear? Is yes. like the, the last that's episode. The, yeah. It's one ten, and yeah. that's what he is. One ten, the there evil child genius. And he plays one as well. Um, so, anyway, this is what's in I'm Luke's not evil, bag. No, so. not. You're just mis. Oh, I can't say misguided because I'm your father. Misunderstood. Yeah. <laughs> it's my fault. He could have been an athlete. He could have been many things, but now he reads comics and goes to conventions. Uh, so, uh, it's what's in Luke's bag. Every two weeks, I, I, I get him. First thing he gets in the car and says, Dad, where are the comics? Give me the comics. Give me the comics. So, he's reading, and I put him on the spot and said, from this week, what are the three comics that, that an actual, as you said, the young reader, the child reader, the one that the co- companies are trying to pursue? The youth of America. Uh, the youth of America. What are the three comics that you are recommending? Okay, so the three comics uh, is Super Sons. Okay, let's talk about it one at a time. Super Sons. Explain and to people listening, what is Super Sons and why do you like it? Well, Super Sons focuses on... Well, I think it's another Earth's Superman's son, John. Well, now he is. Now he's all incorporated. Oh, see, DC has gone totally off the rails because a 13-year-old can't keep track of their continuity. And he knows, like, every incarnate generation of Pokemon. All right, so. Anyway, so it's Jonathan, Superman's son. It focuses on him and Damien and... Damien being Bruce Wayne's son, Batman's yeah. son, the grandson of Ross Al Ghul, so the cool a one. child raised to be the most evil assassin on the face of the planet, trying to do good. Because his dad is Batman. So if you enjoyed reading Robin and thought, you know, but he's 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 not jerky enough, they they solved that problem. So yeah, yeah. yeah he's a jerk in this one. Yeah, but um, I just enjoy it because I think John is younger than me 
He's 10. Yeah, yeah. He's three years younger than me, so. Yeah. <laughs> so you just enjoy reading about a 10-year-old with Superman's powers. <laughs> yes. Yes. Except he doesn't technically have all of his powers because he's still Still 10. developing. Yes, he can't and fly. And he's half human, so. Half human ruins everything. Gosh yeah. darn it, human side. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so that's it. Issue three was just what came out? Yes. Yeah, yes. okay. So three issues in. People listening, you know, the trade paperback is impending, but you can probably still find one, two, and three on the stands. Yeah. Good book. Yeah. Next on your list? Grounded Star-Lord. And <laughs> I enjoy this. Because Luke's been grounded. No. <laughs> no, I, I have not. Okay. <laughs> I've been grounded once. Okay. Okay. We don't need to go into the horrible family history. But anyway, yes. There's no horrible family okay, history. Okay, just go. Uh, and I enjoy it because basically what the title says, it kind of makes them seem more human. Like, you, fo- it focuses on Star-Lord. And it makes him seem more human because he's got, like, a job at a bar. And then he has a job with an old guy. He has to take care of an old guy at a senior center. And it kind of just grounds the character, makes him more enjoyable. Because all the Guardians of the Galaxy are trapped on Earth right now, right? Yes, because their ship blew up. So then there's a rocket raccoon grounded, and, uh, and the book Gardens Galaxy is called Grounded right now, too, right? Yes. Okay. And then your last one, which is appropriate for Silicon Valley Comic Con and their guests. Do you remember? I know. No? Well, I wrote it down for you. Uh, oh, and the last comic I have in my bag is Back to the Future. And I enjoy that because I enjoyed the movies a lot. And they go into detail and they have a good narrator, a.k.a. Doc Brown. Uh, and, and it seems like they could be their own, like, mini-series of movies. Like they could go back and do that, right? They could, so, yeah, they could like probably make Back to the Future 4. And that's from Boom Studios. And there's also a mini-series going on called... That's back to the Biff future. Biff to the future. But that's violent because it's Biff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you, don't, you don't like that one as much? I like it. It's just, it's Biff. He's. Right. I think that's in the logo. It says <laughs> it, Biff it, to it, the future. It, and it says, it's, it's Biff. Biff. Um, and, and that is overseen by Bob Gale, who was the original screenwriter of Back to the Future, the guy who created it. So it's being done. Just as Boom Studios, their Escape from New York and uh, Big Trouble in Little China books are advised by John Carpenter. So it's kind of cool that they're they're really getting to tell the stories that the studios will not give the budgets for. Thanks, Luke. That was <laughs> awesome. There we go. Three books. We'll have you back on in I don't know how many months. Uh, oh, no. You know what? You're going to be at Baycon. So the end of May, this will happen again when we do our podcast in, in, at Baycon. Oh, hey. I put Terry. <laughs> 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 so let's talk about uh, movies. Uh, this is also an announcement this week because, you know, when you look at what's coming up in, th- in movie theaters, you're thinking, um, you know, we don't get enough of superhero movies, right? You know? There just aren't enough going on. I don't know when I've had more free time to watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, not all of us have retired, Rick. Uh, no. But anyway, uh, it's, uh, 
Yeah, Fox announced this weekend since uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe is uh, ramping up with. They, we on the last podcast we talked about they identified the directors for Captain Marvel. Right. They showed some press, not us because we weren't in Los Angeles, but they showed some footage from. Yo ho, Sal Pizarro. Okay, okay. To get up here. We're we have our stop. fourth. We have our fourth. Right, we have our fourth. Sal Pizarro, get up here. Mercury News columnist, Sal Pizarro, everyone. <laughs> See, now people are going to be sorry they walked out because oh. they didn't know the Sal power was coming. Let's hear your voice. Here's my voice. There, How there it is. I can hear you. You dialed pretty good. Yeah. Okay. All right. So anyway, uh, you know, they did some uh, preview footage from uh, from Black Panther, uh, so which is finished. It's it, it's. Uh, Principal photography, and now it's in post production, uh, and uh, so, which they, it did get confirmed to this, which oh, I think we suspected that Claw was one of the villains uh, because he's been in Age of Ultron. Ulysses Claw, played by oh, what is that guy who's Gollum? Andy Circus. Uh, Andy Circus. Yeah. So Andy Circus is returning as the now the one armed Ulysses Claw uh, as the big villain in Wakanda. We did see a, him. We lose his arm. I, right? We did mm-hmm. see him lose yeah, yeah. his arm in Age of Ultron. Yeah. Ultron uh, just chopped it off and then said, "Ooh, I'm sorry that that had to." Well, that's hurt. not going to go back, is been. it? Oh. No, yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> My no. bad. No, yeah. he's clawing. Well, it doesn't. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so you know, when you said Black Panther, I'm thinking with like all the 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 new young women superhero things. Mm-hmm. And you, you got Gwenpool, and you got like, uh, mm-hmm. and I was thinking, you know, if they had like a young teen Black Panther. Woman, like maybe call her Pink Panther, right? That would work, wouldn't it? No, no, that would not work at all. Unfortunately, he's a producer, so I can't say this is the last one that Rick's on. But anyway, uh, (laughs) so, uh, but uh, we'll be having sensitivity workshops uh, held later, later this week. Uh, Rick doesn't know about it, but Debbie does. Uh, so anyway, uh, Fox announced their counter, and this is when you think also with DC doing. Right, so we've got Wonder Woman in June. We're going to have Justice League in November. 2019, DC, uh, Warner Brothers Films, has announced that there are going to be four Bat-related films. You know, it's amazing you can start talking about DC films with any level of confidence now. I can. Uh, So 2019 is going to be, and this order is subject to change, Batgirl, Nightwing, Gotham Sirens, and then The Batman. That's currently on schedule. Right. Plus, Aquaman has begun filming, so that's 2018. Actually excited about that one. <laughs> I'm going to see an Aquaman movie. Um, five-year-old me just squeed and broke his Mego action figure. Um, 17-year-old you got to look at Aquawoman. Uh, Amber Heard as Mira. She's not Aquawoman. Sorry, the glasses get pushed up. Mira. Um, she is Mira. Uh, and her husband's being played by Dolph Lundgren. 17-year-old, you didn't care. Yeah, well, that's, uh, no, 17-year-old kid, me did care. That's, that's the problem. I have always cared what the characters are called. Um, anyway, so Fox has announced they have three, count them, three X-Men movies planned for 2018. Do they all have Hugh Jackman in them? Yeah. Not a one. <laughs> not a one. As someone, then it's not going to be good. As other, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Just wait a minute. I'm gonna. I'm with you on two out of the three. Maybe we'll see. Um, they've announced that they're going to release the New Mutants, which will at least have oh, Sal and Rick. I have to remember the actress's name. She who was uh, Lady Me and is on Game of Thrones. Uh, the young woman who is on. Uh, that was Lady Me on Doctor Who. Uh, oh, um, um, 
Thank you for Arya, Arya Stark, uh, yes. no. and no, no, Maisie no. Williams. Maisie Williams. She right. plays Arya. Right, right. Yes. Maisie Williams is rumored yeah. to be playing Rain Sinclair, who is Wolfsbane okay. in New Mutants. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. So they've released a lot of pre-production art that, sort of like Tom Selleck playing Indiana Jones. Um, she's definitely in the pre-production art. Uh, doesn't mean that that's who it's going to be, because they haven't officially announced it, but yeah. she's said she'd be happy to play Rain. Um, which I think I pronounced Rain's name. It's one of those you never see out. I believe the, it's pronounced. You never right. hear pronounced out loud because you've always just read the books and gone, yes. It's a Welsh spelling? or uh, um, Scottish. Scottish? She's Scottish. Um, so anyway, New Mutants, Deadpool 2. So uh, I know you haven't been allowed to see Deadpool yet, but um, by his own choice, by the way, I want to say he's a, he's a self-protective son. With Choose Your Own Brolin. As yeah. Of course, if he was With, here this weekend, he saw a lot of Deadpools. Just not the movie. Yeah. Right, but right. There have Deadpool's been a lot of Deadpools around walking around. I think I've seen three. Three Deadpools? Three Deadpools. Two children, one adult. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's right or not. Um, you know, I mean, it, anyway, so Deadpool 2, and then they did officially announce the next movie in the straightforward X-Men saga, starring the older Stark girl, Sansa, mm-hmm. uh, is going to be Dark Phoenix. Wait a minute. That's quick. Wait, so... Didn't she already play an X-Men character? Yeah, she plays Jean Grey. She plays Jean Grey. Right, oh, okay, okay, okay. Who you may recall, right, Rick, right. is Phoenix. Right, right, uh, right. Take, you know, we may have to uh, later have a ceremony removing you of your Marvel Comics no, shirt no, no, right now. No, no, I was just sorry. a... You know, First, I was going back to Frankie Fram- Jansen. Jansen, who did, they who did, did play, do the Dark Phoenix part, saga. Dark Phoenix. And then, in the X-Men movie, they retconned out of existence. Yeah. So, so basically, right. they've done a Kelvin thing here where... The, yes. the first class universe has just redone everything after Days yes. of Future Past. Uh, yes. yes. I love having you on the panel to be able to say this. For those listening who don't know what he means by the Kelvin is that they call the Star Trek movies with Chris Pine as Captain Kirk. The J.J. Abrams. The Kelvin universe because it's his father, George Thor, uh, Chris Hemsworth, who was the captain of the Kelvin when it was blown up by the Romulan who came back in time from the original Star Trek universe. So that's the Kelvin. Do you have the diagram? Because I've got a sheet back here. Oh, no. I'm, I, one day, I'm going to let you do this as a visual, is <laughs> I want you to diagram all the Planet of the Apes movies. Oh, that's And fun. include the TV series. That's much more straightforward. No, no I think it's circular, too. Oh, no, it's definitely circular. Oh, and I'm going to I ma- can draw circles. Oh, really? And I'm going to make you include the Tim Burton film. That's easy to do. It's been done. <laughs> it's pretending it didn't happen? Like, no, no. Okay. No. All right. Well, we'll talk about that later then. Anyway, so that's... The answer is yes. They, that, that's what they've done. Is they've, that's they've, what they've, they've done, yes. the whole thing, so last Because of the end of Days happened. of Future Past, when Logan woke up and walked out... And I mean, everyone's still alive. Yeah, and my theory is, because people are asking, like, what are you going to do? What does the loss of Hugh Jackman mean to the <laughs> X-Men franchise? I'm like, it, has anybody it read an like X-Men comic? Has anybody read an X-Men comic and realized you could... You could go years without encountering Logan again because there's, I believe, 542 other members of the X-Men. My favorite joke in an agent, uh, in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. revival was that Phil Coulson, when they introduced him back in, was uh, into comics continuity, was that he was being tortured and the way they kept, he kept himself from being brainwashed was to name every person who would join the X-Men in chronological order. <laughs> and that's like, you know... Dr. Zarkov in Flash Gordon saying, they can't take that away from me. I can, <laughs> reciting Beatles lyrics. And Coulson could recite every single X-Men. I'm like, 
I I don't think Tom Galloway could recite every single X Men. Yeah, I doubt there are many Marvel. But Phil, who could. but <laughs> no, not working today anyway. Their their minds melted out. But I I do think the thing is that X Men you just have to pretend each one is just like its own separate movie with different characters. Like if like James Bond pretending that James Bond has not been fifty years of tight continuity because since. First class. Each movie takes place a decade later than the one before it. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's despite gr- the fact that Quicksilver didn't age at all. What's great about that retconning is powers. I have no need to go back and watch the bad movies because I can go back with First Class and watch those forward, and that's satisfying. And going back and watching, I'm Ma- going to give X Men and X Two were good. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I would say X Two might have been better than X Men yeah. in some respects. They're okay. Oh, well, we'll have a knockdown dragout fight next year at Silicon Valley Comic Con. Uh, what do they call it? Baffing? Boffing? Boffing. Boffing. All right. What does that stand for? The sound that it makes when it hits your head. <laughs> All right. We'll boff later. No. No, okay. Um, <laughs> no. Anyway. Uh, and I just want to add out on Wednesday night's podcast, we talked about uh, the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 soundtrack. Uh, and they released the set list because it came out Thursday, and I just want to, and maybe Rick will edit it in, or maybe you can just go to Fanboy Planet and check out the video. Uh, uh, they released the song called Guardians Inferno. I think it'll probably appear after the credits at the end of the episode. Oh, I'm thinking it should be an opening title sequence that looks like the Donovan and Sims one with the, you know, or, or like Xanadu. No, I'm talking about the audio in, oh, in yeah. the podcast. Uh, oh, okay, yes. It's Guardians Inferno by a band called The Sneeples, with a rap, has anybody in this watched this video yet and heard it? Uh, yes, okay. Christian Pizzerani has, he knows. With a rap by David Hasselhoff. Oh, <laughs> that's worth the, the price of admission right oh. there. What I had not realized until he posted was the Sneeples is actually James Gunn's band. Oh, awesome. So he actually is uh, <clears throat> one of the musicians on it. No, it's actually really good because I thought it reminded me of like a Glenn Larson crime show theme song <laughs> until David Hasselhoff started rapping. And um, from the perspective of Star-Lord. So, so in, the video, in the video, I'm, I'm still holding out. He's on the back of a dolphin while he's rapping. No, no. it's just it just has the title and it's just so it's just audio over the title. Oh, Unfortunately, okay. there is no... So in my imagination, he's writing I'm sure it's a much better video in your head than what they actually provided. But I, I, I can't wait to see how it fits into the actual movie. But I'm hoping it's an opening, like, you know, just sort of... <laughs> you get the scene, and then suddenly the... I, except it, he does reference things, like he references Ego, so I guess it does have to be an end title. It's probably one of the two or uh, three know, end title things. But, but, oh my gosh, it must be heard to be believed, so please... Uh, after this podcast, check it out on Fanboy Planet because we do have a link up on it. Um, so we do have uh, you know some TV news, television, television. Uh, appropriate that Star Trek: The Next Generation was here doing a cast reunion, so we can say that um, uh, that happened before the next Star Trek TV series is going to happen. Star Trek Discovery, Discovery has been delayed again until. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I am shocked <laughs> until. 2018, and that, that's your grandchildren will enjoy. Will enjoy that show. It'll be the next, next, next generation. Even though it takes place before the next generation, right? Isn't it? It's supposed I to be set so. in continuity so. of the original series, and not in the Kelvin timeline. Oh, I have so. news about this. I have news. Oh, about Star, not about well, this, I know but what about your Star news Trek. Is. Do you? No, maybe. Were you in the audience? Yesterday? I was. Okay. okay. So, go so ahead. the Star Trek continues, guys. Vic uh, Mignogna. Vic, is, I love Vic. Uh, yeah. So, 
They showed episode eight, which was great. Um, it's a follow-up to the episode where Kirk gets into the interphasic space. Uh, uh, Tholian web. The Tholian web. And uh, in this one, what happened was Kirk was in the interphasic space and he got split. And so one, he was rescued and he wasn't rescued. And so, Ooh, Schrodinger's Kirk. Schrodinger's Kirk. And they, they find him six, aged six, 60 years and having been on the Enterprise for longer than that because he was in cryogenic suspension. So good episode. Not what I wanted to talk about. What they announced was they've got three more episodes they're going to do to wrap the series. And their intent is to take the original TV series up to the point right before the motion picture. I'm and going to say something how embarrassing going. to you. What? He told me that last year at Gallifrey One on the podcast. He did. He did. <laughs> so sorry. Yes, it's yeah. That, that was his. But intent. that was told to you in private. You weren't supposed to tell anybody. No, no, it was uh, in the interview. No, but okay. you didn't. I mean, you know, you weren't there. No, I wasn't. And I said, Shh, "Don't tell Rick." Yeah. And uh, so he uh, it revealed it yesterday. And you got and they were selling DVDs, right? Because I saw they weren't them. selling. He just gave those to me. Oh. I gotta, I gotta tweet him. All right. Uh, so anyway, yeah. No, I'm jealous now. I just came up and I was chatting him up, and he said, "Here." Because those are good. If you have not seen Star Trek Continues, which I believe awesome are available stuff. online on Star Trek oh, yeah, Continues. Star Trek continues. Uh, to reiterate to those who have not heard the interview from last year at Gallifrey One, Vic Mignogna is a, an anime voiceover guy who's put his money, his heart, and his soul into recreating the original sets and writing scripts that fill what he feels are like the gaps between... Say, You're right. The original I, I didn't listen to that because when when you gave me the the audio, I was really pressed. I said, "Is there any swearing or anything I need to edit out?" And you and said, I said no. "No." So I just edited. I can't it get in. mad at you because I don't listen to me either. So you <laughs> no, know, I usually <laughs> I usually listen to you, but I was in a rush that time. No, I understand. Okay. So anyway, that uh, that that he has they've recreated, and James Dewan's son plays Scotty as well. So um, very good. The set, the look, they've got the music, the interception, the, the lighting. It is everything's perfect, and Vic's voice does not necessarily sound exactly like Shatner, but his physicality yeah. is frightening. It's I mean subtle things like he has studied William Shatner as Captain Kirk, and and it is great. And so. he, to have him, he's in scenes with himself, aged sixty years, doing a doing a vocals back and forth, and he 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 physically acted the role of a six year old man very well. Very well. Uh, he's a he's uh, a great he, actor, and the thing is, a lot of these anime guys, year old man or all these voiceover man. people, they get kind of overlooked for live action stuff. So he just made his own opportunity in a franchise where at least everyone will pay att- you know the fans will pay attention, and they are really good episodes. Yeah, so definitely find it. Um, one to bring uh, Luke Kid Macaw back in this week was also the release on DC of a long promised project uh, for direct to video animated films, Teen Titans: The Judas Contract. And I really wanted to talk about it with Luke on here because uh, that, for those who don't know, the Judas Contract was a classic comic book arc. And they they say from the original graphic novel, but I I push my glasses back up and say, we didn't call them graphic novels then. It was like seven or eight issues. Uh, And it was even really, I think, before there was a trade paperback. But it was an infamous story of betrayal, and it's... it's, uh, Historically important, aside from how good the story is, what was the name of the girl? Tara. Tara. Oh, Tara. Right. Yeah. It's the plot. It's the plot line in which Dick Grayson decided to stop being Robin and put on the costume and become Nightwing in the middle of. And so everybody thought that was the important reason, but actually, the Judas Contract was this amazing Deathstroke had been 
uh, infiltrating the team with with Tara. Gar was more betrayed. Gar he was, was betrayed. In, he was in love with Tara. Tara. And in 2007, DC announced that they were going to make that as the third animated film after uh, I can't remember what the f- they had done Superman Doomsday and I can't remember what the second one was. And they said that was going to be the one. And the, and then uh, Warner Brothers said no, it's not going to sell. So it's been long, long promised. Yeah. And the project as it came now is they adapted it with their new animated Teen Titans, not the cartoony ones, but the ones that are from their their movies that have been they've been in um, Justice League versus Teen Titans, right? Yes. Yes. And there's this weird kind of continuity with that, and it's really kind of a sequel to Son of Batman, which was the the one that introduced Damian, Damian to Wayne. the animated. Yeah. Universe, because in Teen Titans Go, the funny little uh, anime-looking version, uh, is, I say Robin. funny as in funny as in it is amusing, uh, not like oh that's so strange, um, it, which is Cartoon Network's highest-rated show. It's a chibi style. Yes, and it's like and they're like 150 episodes in. Um, that Robin is Dick Grayson, right? And and, yeah. and so. This is Damien, but this also has Nightwing. Sean Mayer is Nightwing in the animated movies. So anyway, this is... I'm going to turn this over to Luke for a bit because it's a story that was new to him. And I think everybody else on the, on this panel had read it originally and were old enough that we actually read it originally. Uh, <laughs> when they were single issues. and but So Luke didn't really know the story at all. And kind of going in and we watched this Friday night. So talk about what you thought about the Judas Contract. Well, it was pretty good, but Tara and Deathstroke's relationship kind of weirded me out a bit. Uh, yeah, that's an infamous thing about it is that Tara is like 16. Right. And the 80s, man, there's something weird when I think back about that. That was when when Colossus was had a crush on Kitty. Kitty Pride. And mm-hmm. Kitty was like 14, 14. And nobody thought of it. That was weird. And he was like 19, 20, 20 25. 25, yeah. <laughs> and that was in Russian years. Um, so, uh, but, yeah, Deathstroke, it, at one point there is a revelation in the original uh, storyline that not only did Deathstroke have a have Terra infiltrate the Teen Titans, but that they were having a relationship. And Deathstroke, if you know the character, at least as the comics, because he's never this old on screen. Like Arrow doesn't have Manu, what's that guy's name? Manu, uh, the the fantastic fighter stuntman who plays Deathstroke on Arrow. Um, oh, and he's coming back at the at yeah. the end of the season. But anyway, he's not nearly as old as how um, Slade Wilson has been yeah, portrayed yeah. in the comics as being like in his sixties. So it was really it was creepy in the comics, and then they did find a way around this in that saying she tries to push the relationship, and he keeps putting her off. That's knows, not creepy at all. But but if he says but if he says no outright, then she'll. Turn. Why does this sound so much like Twilight? It's 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 really creepy, um, and there was no way around the creepiness of it, which is it, that is kind of interesting. Which I think is why Warner Brothers balked at it the first time around mm-hmm. because it was it's a crucial element of the story. It's also interesting as a film because Miguel Ferrer is voicing Deathstroke, and they actually announced that he was the voice on the day that he died. Mm. So he had finished recording, and I'm not sure you know that we're getting like if he had lived the. Necessarily the best performance. There's a couple line readings that are interesting and, and odd, but um, but it's still it's a kind of a oh you know he, he 
I would have liked to have seen him play Deathstroke for many years, you know, or yeah. heard him play Deathstroke for many years. So, but in, in general, the story you it it was it was really good. It was it had a good story to it, and and yeah, yeah. yeah and the yeah. shift they have to make is that the original Teen Titans are there, and uh, and then they go, and then they say like ten years later. And so they establish how Starfire comes to Earth, and then ten years later, and they bring in the Teen Titans that had been established in Justice League versus Teen Titans, which is Blue Beetles involved. Uh-huh. Uh, Starfire is now the leader of the team and older. And uh, yeah, I know you got to catch that one. Justice, wow. Justice League versus Teen Titans is really good. Okay, really good, uh, really good film. But um, and, and then Damien is there, and it's the Damien from Son of Batman, and so good. And it almost makes the story better because I don't remember anybody in the original storyline distrusting Terra. And but you throw Damien into the mix, Damien doesn't trust anybody. anybody. Right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it's really it really makes He trusts Batcow. That's true. He does trust Batcow. <laughs> and we're not kidding. Moo. Um, it should be the symbol of the podcast. So uh, it, it's really worth checking out. And you can get the uh, the deluxe edition is what uh, the Magic Mailbox delivered. And it comes with the Blue Beetle figurine. Ooh. Ooh. So we got that, you know. But it's not poseable. Who so. got it? The who who got the figurine? Him, because the, it's not poseable. You're pointing at your dad. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Not okay. Christian. I, no. I'd like to direct. I'd like because <laughs> Christian was like, "Woo!" in the audience, going, "I'd like to instruct the jury that he's pointing at his father." <laughs> yes. Made uh, the record show. <laughs> so. Uh, yes, yeah, so, you know, because we got that Justice League Dark also did that. They did deluxe with the John Constantine figure. Oh, okay. But they are figurines. You're right. They're just little statuettes. And that, you're not going to do anything with them. No, <laughs> but they used to. Uh, I think it was you the get first fireworks. Time. You can sometimes blow them up. <laughs> Shut up. Oh. Dude, that would be fun. This no. Oh, and this is why. <laughs> no, we have safe and sane ones there. Oh. Yeah, but anyway. All right, so um, you know, that's what I had. Should, is there anything should, t- Tell me, what about you? Yeah, you came in at the tail How was uh, your Silicon Valley Comic Con? Uh, I'll tell you, I had a lot of fun. I think it was very, very improved over last year. The biggest issues I heard people having were they didn't know where to go, uh, like just physically. As far as to get to something? Yes. Yeah. Uh, d- directional uh, signage was not up to par, uh, and... And you know, there were schedule changes that that people didn't know about, so it was um, it was definitely uh, great for me, uh, so so for for some people, but definitely an improvement over last year. Yeah, and unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to really explore. There was a lot more kids programming, I think, this year and things to do. There was a STEM area, yes. which I wish we'd had time for makers. There was a game like I saw classic pinball machines, but we just yeah. weren't here long enough to. Yeah. To get over there, you know. Th- that was Adam Sav- Savage's domain last night. Uh, and I, I said, you know, the only thing that, that uh, this Comic-Con tires me out more because I, I, it's not like I take a vacation to do this. Whereas I go right. elsewhere, it's like, oh, I go back to my hotel room. I don't worry about anything collapse. other than this, you know. Right. And, and this is, oh, yeah, you know, we had to we had run and do other things. And so it's a little harder. But I, I'm really thrilled for this and hoping that next year is even bigger and better. I think so. You know, it's yeah. it's it's moving in the right direction. That's what you want to see. People seem to be having fun. I haven't heard what attendance was, um, but you will tell us, right? You'll tweet when, us when well, you yeah. Hear. When I you find hear. out, it yeah. felt flat to me. It, I, I would I would say I don't think there's been a, there was a big improvement. On the other hand, 
it was spread out over it was so, so spread much. out. You mean the tent? I think yeah. that may be why yeah. it feels flatter. Yeah. Which I like about it. I thought it was yeah. easier to move around the rooms, and you know, and then of course there's the stuff in the park and there's stuff across. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll find out. We'll really, as we really go. hard to gauge it just uh, on an eyeball. My 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 personal highlight though is yesterday I got to meet Buzz Aldrin, mm-hmm. uh, Apollo Eleven astronaut, living legend. You know, he goes to the top of my list of of wow. Uh, I have a great job that gets me to. Meet interesting, fascinating, and that's people. what I think I love about this convention uh, above other comics conventions is that emphasis on technology and all. Yeah, do mm-hmm. kudos to Steve Wozniak for trying to inspire people and kids in particular. NASA's got a big display upstairs, and, and it was well attended. That area was was, and and that's great because it. when you say Buzz Aldrin, I mean at this point it's really hard to. I think he's the last person he's, alive who walked on the moon. No, he's one of six remaining. There's six. Yeah. Okay. There were 12, 12 guys who walked on the moon, six are left, and they're all in their 80s. So we got to get back there. Yeah, well, he talked about it. He said there's no way you go to Mars without going to the moon, too. All right. Let's set, let's set up moon, moon Base Alpha. We did get the high sign that we were running out of time, so thanks, everyone, for paying attention. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, write into editor at fanboyplanet.com. If we talked about something like the Judas contract, perhaps, that you can't find at your local brick-and-mortar store, you can follow the handy-dandy Amazon link. You can also, since we talked about Star Trek stuff, I forgot to mention that Think Geek released a line of Star Trek Kinis this week. Uh, in addition to the uh, Star Wars Tiki's are still available. Those are uh, mugs, by the way. Those, those are, are mugs, yes. For your frosty uh, adult beverages. beverages. Or smoothies. We decided the smoothies. Okay. Uh, we were criticized for ruining the uh, salacious crumb one by letting Luke drink root beer out of it. But I'm like... You know, you gotta you gotta buy this stuff. Yeah, anyway, yeah. there's a Think Geek link on fleh, I can say that. Think Geek link on fanboyplanet.com and you can uh, purchase items with Think Geek through there. We get a small uh, kickback and as well as the Amazon link that is there. But again, I say search your for your local brick and mortar store first. Uh, and of course, uh, I guess that would be it. And I see people in the background saying, "No, get out." Um, <laughs> so usually uh, that's only Rick's wife who says that. No, no, no. It's not. It's well, not I just, know. It's not just that's why we go to. <laughs> Public places now. Other people tell us <laughs> tell us to get out. Uh, so I'm Derek McConnell. No, no, no. You've been a wonderful audience. Yes. Thanks so much for being <laughs> here. And thanks for staying through the whole thing. There were some people who just couldn't take it. Uh, so anyway, uh, I'm Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. I'm Kid McCaw, his son. <laughs> I'm Sal Pizarro with the San Jose Mercury News. And I'm Rick Snyder, reminding you to use, use your powers, powers only for good. good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com. Lawn out of the house all night Wednesday night for her. We did. We did. I don't. What? What happened on Wednesday night? We recorded Wednesday, a podcast. Yeah. And oh. Lawn came in. We to be flashed addressed. back to the past. Cool. You recovered? No. <laughs> <laughs> all that sandpaper. Okay. All right. Who is?
Sam is watching. Sam is watching once more, Luke. All right, man. Give the public what they want. That's right. Okay. Uh, I was just told that Sam is watching. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. This is a talkback event. It's kind of it's a little weird. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I like video games. <laughs> Sam's not old enough for video games. Um, I'm way better than everyone here at video games. I bet I can I do all the fighting sure. video games. Oh, that's not it. That's my notes. There you go. Silicon at the Comic Con and Happy Shakespeare Day. Oh, happy Shakespeare Day. Cool. Well, we are indeed celebrating Shakespeare's birth and death day. Let's get on this thing. Let's do it. Hello, Silicon Valley Comic Con. Now, I want you all to, when I say that again, I want you all to make noise like you're each five people. (laughs) Some of you, this will be easier for than others. Hello, Silicon Valley Comic Con. What a lovely audience. It is. I take you home with
remember.